Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 14 of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle. Today on the show, I'm going to be joined by absolutely nobody. So if you heard the last episode where it was me on my own, you know what to expect. I'm probably going to say shut the fuck up at least 60 to 70 times. That's an exaggeration. It'll only be like seven. Shut the fuck up if you fucking trying to have a go about exaggeration. It's called hyperbole. Uh, look it up in a dictionary. Um, yeah, so no guest today. <laughs> that makes the intro shorter generally. What do we do in the intro normally? Uh, shout out to the sponsor, artbyangus.com. Uh, some of the best abstract art in the history of the world is available there. Uh, it's shockingly underpriced at the moment. It won't stay that way. So I'd recommend getting some before you before you look back and regret the same way we all look at Bitcoin. You could have bought Bitcoin for fucking 20p or some shit. Now it costs 20 grand or 30 grand or whatever it is for a coin. Uh, the paintings are going to be the same. So don't, don't, don't let it be Bitcoin all over again. <laughs> you will regret it. Also, yeah, it's fucking 8pm on Tuesday evening and this is getting released on Wednesday morning. So, once again, this is going to be a single run, unedited stream of consciousness from my brain. Um, I have one post-it note worth of notes as to what I'm going to talk about. Uh, so, we'll see how far that gets us. Uh, also, uh, just a big shout out to all of the different gods uh, for saving my laptop. I just poured... <laughs> Poured is the wrong word. I just spilled a significant amount of water on my laptop. So the fact that this... I mean, if the audio sounds like I'm underwater or something, we know why. But yeah, it seems to still be working. So that's a blessing from the many gods of the universe. Uh, so I'm just very thankful to them. And I will be making the requisite sacrifice to them later on this evening. Once I've recorded this podcast and not edited it at all. So... Is there anything else for the intro? Yeah, make sure you share the podcast if you get value out of it, if you enjoy it. Tell your friends. Spread the good word of the Creative Marketing Podcast um, because it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get better. Um, unlike the paintings, it's not going to go up in price. It's always going to be free. Always. Uh, that's the point. It's just for fun. It's just to give some fucking great marketing tips to the people of the world. Uh, and... I guess, hold on, let me get my guitar and we'll get to the intro. Oh, last time I did this on the unedited version, I, I got the chords wrong, so I'll try, get it in one take this time. I have been practicing, I've spent it six to seven hours practicing this week alone. Uh, <laughs> now's the moment of truth, will the practice pay off? Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. Guitar is definitely a bit out of tune, but what are you going to do about it? If you've got a problem with it, you know what you can do. Shut the fuck up. I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, <laughs> so, just me here. No questions to... I can't ask someone a question and then just not talk for seven or eight minutes at a go. It's a lot easier when you can do that than, you know, just having to talk the whole time, which is what I'm doing here. Uh... Except for the bits where I'm pausing and saying, eh, but <laughs> deal with it. You're here now. If you've made it this far, I have faith that you're going to make it the whole way through. Uh, and I'm excited for the journey we're going to go on together. And did I mention th that I love you? Uh, just to make sure that's clear. 
So, looking at my post-it note of notes, uh, I have decided that I think in this episode, there's not going to be necessarily a direct marketing lesson or tactic that a creative listening to this episode or a person listening to this episode who wants to market something can can necessarily take and implement directly into their creative practice or into their business or whatever um but what i am going to do is share a couple of just interesting anecdotes <laughs> uh from my life and more specifically from my career in marketing so the plan is i'm going to talk through a couple of things because i recently had a conversation with my friend oh i recently had a conversation with my friend harry shout out to harry who has just launched his own business added time i think the handle is just added is it added dot time my phone's in airplane mode we're not gonna find out but the business is called added time uh look at my instagram in the accounts that i'm following and search for added time and you'll definitely find it at angus boyle a-e-n-g-u-s-b-o-y-l-e um but yeah shout out to harry who has just launched a vintage clothing business at a time and definitely recommend going on and buying some clothing from there because not only are they epic cool vintage clothing that basically no one else is going to own it's not like buying a mass-produced hoodie in h&m here this is like one-of-a-kind vintage shit i personally just bought a very very nice kirk Cobain t-shirt from 2002 um and if anyone else has that t-shirt i'd like to hear about it but i suspect you don't because it's very rare that other people have those vintage tees so if you're into vintage tees or if you're into the environment and you want to avoid shopping with fast fashion which is bad for the environment and you want to buy uh (laughs) <laughs> you want to buy vintage t-shirts i'm just laughing at how much of a i didn't plan on <laughs> this was completely off the cuff i wasn't planning to give this much <laughs> of an advertisement to out of time but i'm fucking not regretting it and if i haven't mentioned it already go follow them on instagram and then go on their website and then buy a t-shirt uh, and actually you'll be saving the planet because it's so much better for the environment than your shitty h&m hoodie that everyone else fucking has as well it's fucking boring uh, and we all all us with vintage t-shirts <laughs> we get together behind your back and we laugh at you because of how out of date ironically your fashion sense is it's out of date to wear modern clothes think about that for 10 minutes and then do a backflip um anyway this is a wild digression this is not this is not included on the post-it note let me say that right now um harry i love you if you're listening um <laughs> yeah added time uh, i think it's added time dot shop maybe is the shop is the url to go to anyway listen if you're not completely gormless and stupid i think you'll be able to find it if you just search for added time um ah uh, anyway so my pal harry and i unrelated to the fact i think that he's <laughs> completely unrelated to the fact that he's just started a business but there we go that was a great tangent um and yeah get your vintage clothing uh unrelated to that fact we were having a conversation and a, a thing came up about something that i worked on when i was working in my old job at paddy power <sighs> and that's what i was really intending to talk about here and now that i've derailed for a couple of minutes there i'm gonna get back on track and i'm gonna focus on the post-it note and i'm gonna tell you about what we talked about where do i begin here 
I didn't really structure this post note well enough to to guide me, but I'm just gonna have a sip of water. <laughs> ah, cool, refreshing water available from your taps. So, Paddy Power. For those who don't know, Paddy Power, big gambling company. For those of you who do know, it's Paddy Power. Um, I worked there running paid search advertising for a couple of years, spending ungodly amounts of money. You know, it's mad. I tell people this. This is a fun one. If you want to do something fun, go on Google right now and search online roulette. Preferably find the link for Paddy Power because we want to charge them. But anyone who's appearing there, click on one of those ads. You've just cost that company probably around 150 euro dollars. I don't know. One of those currencies that we spend. You've cost them loads of money just for that click. And that's because that's how much people generally that pays off if you do the math even including people dickheads like us who just go on and click for the buzz of costing them money the math adds up because people who play online roulette are worth a lot of money to those companies and so they're willing to pay a lot of money to click for it they're willing to pay a lot of money for a click from those people um and so i was working there (laughs) i did i had a slightly acrimonious ending to my relationship with them because I ended up making them loads of money by optimizing their search campaigns. Um, And then they didn't promote me. And I was like, well, fuck you. Uh, So then I told them I got a job with a competitor and they paid me for my last month while I didn't have to go to work. And I felt like I got some small level of justice. But uh, joke was probably on me because they made so much money from what I did for them. But anyway, I'll talk about that in a bit. That's also on the post-it note, but it's not the first thing on my post-it note. The first thing on my post-it note is the thing that I talked to my friend Harry, who just started a shop called Out of Time, about. And that is this. So I was applying for a job. Um I was applying for a job within Paddy Power to head up the what's called the conversion rate optimization team. And that is the team that focuses on carrying out testing on the website and optimizations of the website to increase the percentage of people who visit the website who become customers and so i went into this and i had a big old think conversion rate optimization is i think a fascinating territory of digital marketing something that i'm really interested in and so i went in and i did a lot of preparation really thought about it and i ultimately came to them and said and this is this is like i said this is not a direct lesson you can apply but there i think is tangentially uh, a great deal that you can think about and it may sort of you know trigger something in your brain about the way that you think about marketing and so the key that i sort of thought about was the fact that actually when you look at all of the different online bookmakers websites they all look very similar it's almost as if they're all copying each other almost probably is like that um and so thinking of that you know looking at all these different online bookmakers all with pretty much carbon copies of each other's websites with different brand colors i then that was just the noise of me moving in my chair apologies but it won't get it edited out um and if you've got a problem with that i think you know what you can do and it involves (laughs) i don't even know what it involves shutting the fuck up probably um so <laughs> god this is this has not gone the direction i thought it would so far but we'll plow on and we will not edit because that's not what we do here on episodes where i'm ranting on my own 
number of hours before the show is about to be released because we just don't have time i've got to sleep guys and i also just bought dumbbells gonna do some workout in the morning some workout some working out i don't know exercise do some weights for the gains god get to the point angus okay (laughs) so bookmakers all of very similar websites copying each other sort of you know well this that's just how it's done in this industry (laughs) and then contrast that which I did in my presentation in this interview, um, contrast that with what I would deem some of the top new online businesses in the world, aka some of the businesses who have developed the optimal conversion rate optimization processes. They, They have optimized their websites the best to grow and to convert the maximum number of customers. So if you look at those, the examples I gave in this presentation that I can remember were Google. Think of the Google homepage, yeah? Think of Uber, Airbnb, um, Spotify probably, I think. Uh, And the point is, if you look at, like, do this now if you want to illustrate visually what the point is. If you look at Paddy Power's website, or indeed any other bookmaker's website, what you're going to see is... God, I don't remember. It was a number of years ago now, this presentation. But I think it was something like, for argument's sake, we'll say 379 different things. When the page loads, if you go on their their homepage, when the page loads, there's 379 different things that you can click on that you can directly see, not even scrolling down. If you scroll down, it's like probably upwards of a thousand. But just in the visible part above what's called above the fold for those in the marketing now, which is above the fold being probably a term that comes from newspapers, but me in digital marketing terms references the portion of a website that you can see without scrolling. So there's 300, 400 different things that you can click. E.g. there's 300 or 400 different things vying for somebody's attention and are potential routes that they can click on. One of those buttons is the option that we want them to take, which is to convert and become a customer. Equally, um, <laughs> Paddy Power, don't sue me for saying this on my podcast. Uh, I mean, if we get to the point where that happens, we're doing fucking well uh, because it means there's enough people listening or there's maybe there's just one fucking rat listening now and they're going to rat me out. But anyway, um, the yeah, the, like they they knew that a customer who was signed in was more valuable to them. A, because there was less friction for someone who was signed in between thinking they wanted to put a bet on and putting a bet on and B because they could gather more data about that person than they could if they weren't signed in so ultimately what they wanted definitely was an existing user to be signed in and a non-existing member to convert and become a customer and so I went in and said hey you're giving people 379 different options when they land on the website when there's actually only one of two things you want them to do contrast that with for example Google Google, Google's business is getting people to search. What is there on Google's homepage when you get there that you can do? You can fucking type in a search. That's basically it. There's like maybe three or four other things that are very subtle that you can also click, but like the prominent, obvious, easy thing to do when you land on that page is search and do the thing they want you to do. Similarly, like Uber, Airbnb, the thing, Airbnb, they want you to search for a property. That's the very obvious singular thing that's like taking up the majority of the homepage above the fold. 
Uber is probably like download the app or sign up to become a driver. Similar, like there's probably one button call to action. I haven't looked at their websites in a while because I haven't done this. Would have been good prep for this podcast, but well, I didn't fucking do it. So who knows? Do it yourself. <laughs> um, Spotify equally, it's probably like download the app, I would say. Um, and when you do download the app on Spotify, you get the option to sign in or sign up. You know, there's no other options. And so they were all thinking, well, they can go on other websites and they can see the odds before they sign in or before they become a member. And I was like, yeah, but you're just fucking comparing yourself against the other people in your industry rather than looking at the people who are way fucking better than you at digital marketing, way better at driving conversions. Hence, they have so many more customers than you do. And you're ignoring that and you're choosing to just stick in the pack and do exactly what everyone else is doing. I was like, hey, if you want to increase the amount of people who convert and equally also increase the value of the customers who are already customers because we want them all to be signed in, they're worth more when they are signed in. Why don't you just have the homepage be a single page where you can't do anything except for sign up or sign in? And they were like, hey, definitely after the interview, you know, feedback like you definitely think you definitely knew the most about the subject you're clearly like really thorough thorough knowledge about conversion rate optimization um someone else has worked here longer than you so we're giving them the job uh so cheers cheers for that one pp um but i think the the chat 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 the (laughs) the tangential lesson in that situation is are you doing something because it's what is just the done thing in your industry like are you benchmarking yourself just against other people who are in your industry or are you looking to the people who are the best in class in the world at the thing you're doing and trying to do what they do so my advice would be figure out are there some blind spots you know have a think about it are there blind spots where you're currently just doing what's quote-unquote the done thing because that's the safe thing and that's the obvious thing and that's what other people are doing or are you looking at here's the for in this in this instance here's the people who are the best in the world at converting customers online and growing a business online quickly um and what are they doing and what can i learn from them rather than just copying what is out there already within your industry say so that's the first note on my post-it <laughs> second one which was the point about how i made them loads of money um during my time working there i was reading the four-hour work week excellent book by tim ferris about how he went from working god i think it was like 80 hour weeks to working four hours a week and making and went from making fifty thousand dollars a year to making fifty thousand dollars a month while working less than four hours a week um and the a major way that he did this was by deploying a thing called the 80-20 principle. The 80-20 principle states that 80% of your outcomes are caused by 20% of your actions. And so in the four-hour work week, he had a, a health supplement company. And I think it was wholesale health supplements. And he looked at his customer list and he effectively fired 80% of his customers and focused only on the 20% who were the most valuable customers. And so what he found was, actually, I was spending a load of time drain on these customers that were buying minuscule orders, 
Uh, and I was, you know, having to spend so much time dealing with their problems, dealing with their issues, dealing with whatever fulfillment for them, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know. I've never run a health supplement business, but you get the drift. Um, and he focused on these top value customers. And by doing that, he then was able to ensure that they were getting the best in class service. He was giving them incredible attention. He was looking after their needs and he was like focusing on how can I grow these small portion of people? Because if he grew, imagine if you equally look to grow a customer by 20% and you've got one customer who spends a hundred dollars a month and one customer that spends ten thousand dollars a month and you increase both by twenty percent the hundred dollar customer you're getting twenty dollars more but if you can increase the ten thousand dollar customer by twenty percent you're getting two thousand dollars more so by doing that by focusing on those top top value customers and getting rid of the rest of them he actually was able to massively grow the revenue of his business and that was a principle and, a, and an approach that spoke to me it was very interesting it was super smart um there's definitely a clever word for what i'm trying to describe which i can't think of god damn it nope not thinking of it um i'll like wake up at three in the morning and scream what the word is but i haven't thought of it for now but it's I just thought of the word discreet. That's not even remotely it. Um, anyway, it was a very... Oh, <laughs> it was fucking smart, all right? That'll do. Um, I thought it was super clever. So I then took that approach and applied it to the search engine marketing campaigns I was running for, for Paddy Power at the time. Search engine marketing being serving ads when people search for things on google and the way you do that is by targeting different search terms that people are searching for so instead of it being supplement retailers who are buying things it was keywords that i was looking at and the the different things that people were searching for and the different things that we were bidding on and rather than casting a very wide net and bidding on loads of keywords instead i focused in on the top 20 percent or less of those keywords so really honed in the focus on just the things that were driving the best performance and you know effectively turned up the volume on those by really optimizing every little piece of 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 the puzzle that we could so you know things like in search engine marketing you want to you want to serve an ad that reflects what the person's searching for the most simplistic example that i always give is red shoes if someone's searching for red shoes you serve them an ad that says buy red shoes and then you send them to a landing page that has red shoes on it um and so the more that you can closely match your ad copy and your landing page to what the person's searching for the more you're going to get rewarded by google because they want the reason google's a successful business is because they when you search for red shoes you don't get an ad that's like buy insurance and the way that they do that is by giving significantly more weight to something that's more relevant and so by focusing in on these top performers you're able to um to increase the performance of these keywords by a significant amount and so by vastly reducing the number of keywords that we were bidding on we were actually able to drastically increase the number of conversions we were driving so again not necessarily something that you can directly apply unless you're running um you know paid search campaigns at a very vast scale with loads of data to optimize against but the principle is super valuable and one of the most 
one of the most valuable principles I've ever learned about in terms of business. And it's the fact that, yeah, maybe it seems logical that like if I do more things, I'll get more results. Actually, the way it tends to play out a lot of the time is if you do less, you might get more results because doing less, but focusing on the things that are really, really working and really, really driving the results by doing that and by giving the real care and attention to those things that they need and that they warrant and by kind of starting to ignore the things where you've seen actually this isn't really driving much results for me by focusing in on that top 20% and really turning up the dials and really nailing in every detail that you can about those things if it's customers you know really nailing the customer service for those if it's keywords really nailing the the ad copy in the landing page you're sending them to if it's uh, yeah those are two examples so there's a principle for you that you can potentially take and, and apply for yourself like maybe if it's like my paintings if it's I'm looking and I say oh actually there's this one type of painting that's sold and there's these other ones that I'm doing and they haven't really sold maybe I should just focus on doing the ones that are selling um I wouldn't do that because that would be unartistic and I'm not a sellout you know I'm just following the the calling of the art uh, it's not about money but as an example, that could be a thing that you could do. Um, so I'm just going to have another sip of water and try to avoid spilling it on my laptop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to love a bit of water. So that was my <laughs> those are my Paddy Power stories. Um, those were the main things on my post-it. If you listen to my last rant, you would have heard me talking about my goals for the year. That, that's the other thing that I have in my post now is give a goals update. I haven't really thought about what that goals update is going to be. Um, God, I miss smoking weed. <laughs> um, but I'm staying strong. Uh, and I miss eating chocolate. And I'm also staying strong. The chocolate thing hasn't worked out as well as I was hoping. Because I kind of was like, I'll stop eating chocolate. And then I'll just be un- I'll be shredded because like the main bad thing I'm doing currently is eating chocolate, but I've just replaced it by getting way too many takeaways. Um, so <laughs> I need to maybe finesse that rule in my life a bit. But one thing's for sure, for those who weren't listening or those who don't remember, one of the rules I have for myself this year is I'm only allowed to smoke weed four times this year and I'm only allowed to eat chocolate four times this year. I'm going to do them both on the same day, probably like the very end of, of March. So it's like, delay the gratification for as long as possible um but i'm gonna wake up super early i'm gonna smoke so much weed and eat so much chocolate that day it's gonna be fucking great i can't wait i'm gonna feel sick and be like and then i'm gonna be disgusted by chocolate hopefully and not want to eat it for another three months and i'll just deal with the fact that i can't smoke weed because i won't be disgusted by that um (laughs) other goals are like i i have rules and i have goals one of my rules is posting on linkedin every day and posting on tiktok every day um they're going well. Got my my most viewed TikTok uh, yesterday. Annoyingly, it's I've been trying. I've been embarrassing myself and like trying to make funny TikToks with myself in them. Um, haven't had a home run yet, but there's a lot of days left in the year, so give me time. But I did. I just screen recorded a funny video off YouTube, um, and it got like twenty three thousand views overnight. So the lesson is there. Don't try just steal other things that already exist no but that gave me a that gave me a boost in confidence of the ability to 
you know, I'm not. I know I'm not shadow banned, so I know I I have the capability of getting that many views. I just need to be funnier. Uh, so I'll I'll try better. I'll try harder. Um, watch this space. We'll get there eventually. Uh, that's about it for me, honestly. Also, <laughs> this is a fun fact for those listening to the podcast. Just want to give a big, big shout out to anyone listening to the podcast who's currently in Namibia. Uh, if you are in Namibia and listening to the podcast, hit me up a DM on Instagram. I want to hear from you because I have some exciting news to share about the Great Marketing Podcast. At various points in across December and January, I have this thing that tracks like you where you're appearing in the charts. I haven't really been paying super close attention because there hasn't been too much chart activity to to really phone home about since since the point when it was the number six podcast in the marketing charts in the UK. Um, that was fucking good. That was in in launch week. But I recently just clicked into one of the one of the emails and it was like, hey number one marketing podcast in Namibia and then in the section of all podcasts like every single podcast in Namibia it was number 25 in the charts so if you're in Namibia listening right now god bless your soul I adore you I love you so much Uh, and I want to hear from you on Instagram and say hello because that's just fucking cool isn't it Um, shout out Namibia (sighs) I don't really know how long this has been. Don't know whether it's like an appropriate length of time to cut things off. Let me have a think if there's anything else I can talk about. Uh, posted a thing on LinkedIn today. Speaking of posting on LinkedIn, of a post-it note that I have staring at me on my desk, and it says, "What is the one thing?" And that's from a book called "The One Thing" by I believe it's Gary Keller. And there's a question that he asks, which is the question that you should ask yourself at all times when you're trying to be productive, which is, what is the one thing that I can do such that all other things would be easier or unnecessary? So there's a little productivity tip for you. If you're looking to find the way to be the most product productive, productive, <laughs> then ask yourself, what's the one thing? that I could be doing right now that will make everything else easier or mean I don't have to do it. And the more that you do that and the more you then do that one thing, the better your results will be. Completely unrelated, I'm just looking at different things in my room and speaking about them now. <laughs> um, oh, I'm looking at a hoodie from my man Slew, Sam Lewis at sloop s-l-e-w-p on instagram check him out he's a fucking legend slew s-l-e-w on youtube he makes great art videos he also appeared on oh episode two i want to say two or three episode two or three of the creative marketing podcast so if you haven't listened to that episode check it out it's well worth a listen he's a man who has grown a youtube following he's nearing i don't think he's crossing anything he's nearing three hundred thousand. uh 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. So fucking shout out to my man Slew. I have a beautiful blue hoodie that's got his artwork on it that I'm looking at. That's great. Also check out my Instagram at Angus Boyle. A-E-N-G-U-S. Not Angus, not a burger. We've been through this. Uh, But I just posted a picture an hour ago. The reaction so far has been strong. It's a pretty nice painting. So if you haven't seen that, it's red. 
it's got some black in the middle it's got some splodges of color and i painted it with my own hands and painting utensils uh and i'm just really proud of myself and i hope you will (laughs) go on instagram and validate my proudness um because i just live i just live for instagram comments it's all i live for it's literally all i live for i'm just kidding that's a joke god (laughs) not sure how good not sure how good an episode of the podcast this is i'm not gonna lie uh i really (laughs) really went off on some serious tangents but one of my goals is to release 48 episodes of the podcast this year and this here constitutes the third episode that i'm going to be releasing whether or not it's shit if you think it's shit shut the fuck up uh and if you don't think it's shit you're a legend and you're oh god you're just a great person you're good looking you're clever uh and you probably have if anything too many friends like you're that person who's like oh sorry i can't hang out i've got other people to hang out with you know that's you because you're just you have impeccable taste and if you didn't think it was good and you're still listening at this point what what the fuck's wrong with you why would you endure this if you think it's bad you're silly billy uh that's about it really oh that's yeah yeah (laughs) I'm, i'm running out of things to look at uh i have a candle from aldi in my room it's pomegranate scented uh tastes pretty nice also got some funky foot socks r.i.p those who know know my first or not my first but an early an early business venture of mine shout out john Cochran and owen Beatty, the co-founders of funky foot the funkiest socks in all of ireland which are no longer for sale um well, I haven't had to buy socks for years, so it's still a worthwhile investment. That was 2016, 2015, something like that. Uh, still going strong on the socks, but I'm running low, so Owen Beattie, if you're listening, I know you've got more. Give me some of them next time I'm back in Ireland in like 2026 when coronavirus is over. Oh, get my guitar. It's the end. <laughs> you're probably relieved. If you've made it this far, I'm <laughs> seriously impressed. Send me a message if you made it to this point of the podcast because I just want to know who my favourite people are in the world. After my family, obviously. Um, and a few other people. But you're, you're way... If you're listening now, you're way up there. You're easily in my top 20 people of all time. Unless there's more than 20 of you, in which case, fucking hell. How have we all made it this far? But I love you. This has been the Creative Marketing Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week when hopefully I'll have a guest or at least talk some semblance of... Oh, God, I can't even speak. Tune in again next week when hopefully I'll talk less shit. (laughs) God, some good stuff, though, you know? Conversion rate optimization. Think about it. If you're building a website, actually... (laughs) This is not how the outro goes, but if you are building a website think about that principle of conversion rate optimization don't have shitloads of stuff that's vying for someone's attention figure out what's the number one most important action that you want them to take on your website and then get them to do that and if it is like you're selling stuff maybe it's having a button that says shop now because 
that way they've already committed a little bit and that's a sneaky thing that you can do in digital marketing is like the fact that someone's clicked shop now is like they've already taken a slight commitment and people once they commit a little bit they don't like to have wasted their time so even something as subtle as that could potentially boost your online conversion rates that's conversion rate optimization for you i've been angus boyle this has been the creative marketing podcast tell your friends i mean if they, if this is the first episode they listen to good luck to them but if they make it this far in the podcast god bless them we love them don't we we fucking love them uh, and i love you and i hope you have a great day hope this coronavirus shite isn't getting you too down this too shall pass we'll be fucking i don't know partying in places where we can stand half a foot away from people carefreely soon uh until that point stay strong stay real stay creative marketing (laughs) and i'll catch you soon peace and love